cars that we thought were just dumb as rocks right. back when we were in high school are now cool. Yep. And why is that? Well, it's because the oversaturation of, you know, me doing Chevelle stories for a million years, but, but that, you know, everybody's done that. It's like the guy that says, I want to build, you know, so he builds this great 69 Camaro, red 69 Camaro. And it's like, and so you ask the question, why'd you do that? Well, I wanted something different. Uh, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Never seen one of those. Never seen one of those before. A red thirty-two Ford. Yeah, you know. There you so, go. but at the same time, it's like okay. Yeah. So now all of a sudden, the you know mm-hmm. wagons and El Caminos and yep. and just and, or or people building fandom cars all together. You know, and it's you know it's always been you know wheels, tires, and stance. You know, wheels and stance, and it still yeah. is. And yes. and you're seeing a lot of cars come out with just still a wicked stance. I mean, they're getting lower and lower, and but they're still drivable. And um, like I said, we're seeing those steely look wheels coming back. And like you said, you know, yeah, yeah. you look back at an old old picture with a, a, a simple car, like that's a day two resto, and you go, yeah. that is so cool. Yeah. You look at a Tri-5 Chevy that's done now, mm-hmm. and it's stunning. And you look at a Tri-5 Chevy that might have been done 30 years ago, and it's really nice, but it almost looks crude yeah. compared yeah. to what you see now. Yep. But yet it's the same look. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yeah. yeah. But it's just... It's just smoother. It just right. looks better. Yeah. And, and that's a function of imagination, uh, modern tools, uh, modern materials. And execution. Oh, and execution. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Hey, welcome to Car Guy Confessions, brought to you by ARP. I'm Jeff Smith. This is my car buddy, Cam Bansy, and car builder, Steve Strope. And we're going to tell you some stories. So welcome to another episode of Car Guy Confessions with Jeff Smith. I have two special guests today, both good friends of mine. This is going to be like all media thing here. This is really kind of fun. So um, I have Brian Brennan over here, who was the editor of Street Rotter for many, many years. How long were you in the business? When did you start? 1971. 1971. Yikes. Okay. Thank and you. Then, <laughs> yes, okay. yes, yes. Yeah, so it makes me feel good in 1979. So yeah. there you go. Yeah. And Nick Licata, we worked for years together at Chevy yep. High Magazine, and actually even before that, too. So, yep. so yep. Uh, these guys are now involved with InTheGarageMedia.com, and um, in an age of electronics... You guys are doing print stuff, which is yes. really, I mean, wave that flag, man. Wave that flag because uh, uh, we're all print guys, right? So this is, uh, this is kind of, this is going to be fun to talk about, uh, as I'm sure, because I've never really talked to you guys about how, what a, what a struggle that had to have been well, to get started. Oh, no doubt about that. And, and I know Nick will have his stories and I'll have mine. But. Yeah, yeah. So, so I will tell you where we're at, too. We're in a special place this time. Normally we shoot from a undisclosed location. We call it the Bat Cave. Uh, but we're out at the Grand National Roaster Show right now. And so you might hear some stuff in the background. Uh, we're in this little cubby hole over here shooting photos and, and doing interviews and things. So, uh, But uh, we want to get started here and talk about some stories because th- there's probably a lot to this. Because this is kind of almost like behind the scenes stuff a little bit you know because what you see when you get a print magazine is the end product but you don't always get the behind the scenes stories and the drama and the struggles and the sweat the blood sweat and tears that goes on and uh we've all been there you know i it would be interesting to total us all up, but we won't. We won't try and do the math. <laughs> I have no idea in, what you're talking about. My, mag- <laughs> my magazine runs like a smooth, uh, uh, well-oiled machine. Right? No problems yeah. ever. <laughs> it nicks the problem. The magazine is fine. So. See how that so, works. So let's let's talk about that. So yeah. you know. Uh, the the people down the road here that that we were all working for, mm-hmm. and that 
all kind of, we won't go into the details of all that, but it just sort of imploded, really. Well, just so you know, it was two years ago yesterday at this show really? that it all shut down. Wow. And wow. Uh, yeah. I had, I had, you're, you're right. Yeah. It was yeah. two years it was ago. Right this, around this yeah. time. Yep. In fact, I was standing next to Nick, and his cell phone went off. And he started laughing. I said, oh, I better not look at mine. Because <laughs> we knew it was coming down the road. Yeah. Sure, you knew it was yeah. coming. But, uh, yeah. yeah, they just shut a whole bunch of magazines down. Nineteen. Nineteen books. And, and that, was, that was a really a black day. Because yeah. I would guess all of them were making money. The, well, making money is a subjective it's, term. It is. But the, the uh, group that Nick and I were in, which comprised of... Street Rotter, and Nick was on Chevy or, uh, Chevy Performance, and then, of course, there was uh, Super Chevy mm-hmm. yeah. uh, and Classic Trucks. Right, right. Yes, they were making money, and yeah. they were making a fair sum of money. Yeah, but which it was just, even more shocking because yeah, right. it's like, yeah. So obviously, there were probably business decisions, decisions well, why that was done, and, you know, we won't go into all yeah. that. But um, so then... They, well, they kept you guys on for a while. Yeah, they did. They, they gave everyone the option of staying or leaving. And if you left voluntarily, you got a package and all that sort of thing. And, and Nick, I think that's what you did, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I took the severance package and left. And yeah. um, I was pretty convinced that I was going to be out of this industry for, yeah. for good. Yeah, yeah, because it was a scary time. Well, it was. And, you know, we didn't know what was around the corner. And I was looking for a job and... Um, at this show, like Brian said, it was at this show, and I started hitting a bunch of people up, and I started getting a bunch of work like the same day, and I'm all, this is easy. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and, and clearly that comes from the relationships with the people you're working for. Oh, 100%. They 100%. know you're a stand-up guy. They right. know that you're going to deliver. So exactly. it, it's an easy it's an exactly. easy deal. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. The, the scary part was, and I think Nick will back me up on this, yes, there was a bunch of us standing out there like lost kids, okay? <laughs> but... It was all of the manufacturers who were our advertisers. Yeah. They got a hold of us, and you could see the eyeballs were this big, and there was some fear in their eyes, like, sure, where are we going with all sure. this? Yeah, because, you know, this is something that maybe people out there don't really realize, but yeah. the magazines were really producing the material that was educating the customers about the product. Right. You know, yeah, uh, yeah we do the feature stuff, and we do all the fun stuff, too, but a big part of this it was the technical side of it, yep. and, and all of a sudden, that went away, yeah. you know, and so they're all, you know, big eyes like, well, how are yeah. we going to produce this? How are we going to get our word out there? And that was a big, it still really is a big challenge. Oh, it is. For them. Um, it was, uh, if I remember correctly, that was something like January 25th. And then on Friday, March 13th, notice that good timing there. Uh, it was also the day the governor of California shut the state down. State down for COVID. We started right. uh, In the Garage Media, uh-huh. which was, in the beginning, it was two bi-monthly books. It was uh, uh, Classic Truck Performance mm-hmm. and Modern Rotting. Mm-hmm. Now, Nick was in the wings because we knew we wanted to do a third book, and it would be a Chevy book. Sure. Um, but financially, we just couldn't quite pull it all together. So my yeah. partner, Tim Foss, uh, we kept working together and... and uh, and Rob Fortier was with us from the very, very beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did the truck book. I did Modern Rotting, bi-monthly. We got to December. Nick, what was it? About October, November, you came aboard behind the scenes and started putting the Chevy? Yeah, and before that, I was doing some online stuff for you and doing some yeah. social media type stuff yeah. and just kind of yeah. getting the, the ball rolling with yeah. all Chevy performance, at least from a digital side or a social media side. And sure. then um, we decided, or they decided that January... 2021 would be the yep. first issue of all Chevy performance yeah. in print. Yeah. So, so hold it right here, right? Yeah. And, and this is it. This is a, this is a year old. And, um, 
This is the January 2022 issue, mm -hmm. and it is a inch and a half wider and a quarter inch taller. Yeah. So yeah. Um, that was our present to everyone for our first year anniversary. Yeah. Now you you laugh when you talk quarter inch, inch and a half, but when you it's see huge. the layouts and whatnot, wow! Yeah. And the art department and the papers, sure, yes. the papers yeah. spectacular. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. It's it's no longer one of those things where you hold it up to the light and you can see light through it. You well, know? you read the other page. You can read the other page <laughs> backwards, yeah. yeah. You know, the, those there were some bad old days when that yeah. was done and, and, and all the condensing down of sizes yeah. and all that kind of mm -hmm. stuff, which just always made it so difficult. So those are all the little things that nobody thinks about. Right. Well, although tactically, though, people will notice. I mean, well, over time, really you, notice. You, you, know, yeah. you take a little bit, little bit, little bit, you might not notice. Right. But if you look at a magazine from uh, 1970 or 80 or whatever, it's a bigger package, the yeah. paper's good. And then yeah. you look at a, a modern magazine from today from one of those other companies yeah. and... It's, it's thin. It, it's thin, yeah. and, it, and it's yeah. flimsy. And uh, yeah. we like to refer to it like it's, it's th this is the new LP. You know, like albums yeah. are coming back. <laughs> Album coming back. Print yeah. is coming back. Exactly. If, you, if you make a product that is quality and good and you can get your hands on it and it has sure. some substance to it, we think it's going to work. And, yeah. and, you know, a friend of mine said this to me that I had not thought about it before, but it's absolutely true. He said, you know, with print, when you're on the cover of a magazine, right. that's a big deal. I, yeah. I, I don't know, you yeah. know, we've all dealt oh, with people like, yeah. I, I want to be on the cover. I got some great cover stories, people <laughs> trying to, you know, leverage Money. me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, um, you know, it's a big deal. Your car's on the cover of a magazine. Yeah. But if your car is just on a, and this is not the denigrate the, the digital web. side, yeah. but it, it just doesn't, it's not the it same It doesn't have thing. that impact. It doesn't have that impact. You know, you got a car that's on the yeah. cover of Modern Rodding, that's a big deal. And like it was for Hot Rod and yeah. Chevy High and, 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 and all those books and car craft. So, well, let me tell you, real quick, let me tell you a little story just to kind of fill in some gaps there. Okay. Yes, this is print. Mm -hmm. um, and people love this. This exact book, whether it's all Which, Chevy or Modern Rotting, is done um, digitally. Digitally, And yes. we have a company called Vertical that does it. And the presentation on your iPhone or your, or your tablet or on your high-definition TV, your uh -huh. smart TV, is phenomenal. Yeah. It's really, really yeah. great. But what you were talking about here at the show, God, I love what you guys are doing. I subscribe both digitally and to the print. Mm -hmm. But I really like seeing my car on paper. On paper. Yes. I want to see it in the magazine. Yep. And then there's the subliminal. Well, yeah, but everyone puts their car on digital, you know, on, on some sort of social media. Yeah. The yeah. fact that a couple of guys decided this was the car to be in a feature or on the cover sure. or whatnot. Yeah. It still has some cachet. It still yeah. carries something. Yeah. You know, it yeah. means something. So how difficult was it? I mean, I, I, this is kind of almost my personal question of getting into print for the first time again, brand new. Well, it... it now, from a mechanical standpoint, I think Nick would support me on this. Hey, we know how to put a book together. Yeah. I'm going to call Jeff up. I'm going to give him the hard story. <laughs> and I'm going to take the easy story. And so that's what we did. Now, I'm sitting there, and that sounds really great. And then Tim comes in and goes, by the way, where are we printing this? And uh, what are we going to use for an office? And who's paying for the postal permit? Yeah. That's when reality set in. Yeah. So I'm going, oh, crap <laughs> and so um, <laughs> there's a thousand questions that when we worked for yep. peterson or whoever yeah. it was all of that stuff had been done that was foundation groundwork that had done had been done decades before oh. and it was seamless and there were yep. there were groups of people in production at peterson that handled all those yeah. things and occasionally you would call them up and ask a question and they would go i'm surprised you don't know that yeah. and and things like that but it was like well that's that i'm i'm, I'm i would always try and 
pump them up and say, well, I'm referring to your expertise. I don't want to just make stuff up. You know, when in reality, it was like, that's your job. Yeah. But, but that's fine. So, you know, so yeah, we were building on something that already occurred. I would get questions every once in a while. What about this? It's like, I don't know. It's not well, my you, job. You know, we're we're <laughs> sitting know. there and, and Nick, because he was with, even though Nick didn't officially start till let's say January one, the reality was Nick and I and Rob, we were talking and hanging out together from day one. Okay. Yeah. We never lost contact. Right. But I said to myself, well, the printer who was printing all of our books before, they must have some open time. I yeah. did. I went back. Oh, okay. And if you remember in the old days, okay, I did Street Rotter, but my other job was I did vet because I love vets. Right. Okay, I've been right. involved with poor vets all my life. I went back and I said, and vet was the smallest magazine. Mm -hmm. I said, I want vet magazine slot. So I went back to LSC, the printer, and they said, what do you know? It's open. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> about they, that. They yeah. killed the book. So we <laughs> fell, and I said, I'll take the paper, which is this, see, Vet being the smallest book, but Vet dealing with a, a more of a highbrow audience. Upscale audience. So it was the only book that had the really good paper ah, and cover okay. of all of the books we did. And okay. I knew that because it was in our group. Sure. So I just went in and I said, help us. We're brand new. We're in a panic. And they said, okay. Because of what happened to them, they were looking for work, too. Sure, absolutely. So, basically, I took the slot that was Vet Magazine, took their paper, took the whole thing, fell into the niche. Ah, so that made it a little easier. We took the smaller trim size. Now, this is the behind-the-scenes story. Uh -huh. Not because we were brilliant in saving money, because our original artist, when he laid it out, had made a mistake. And, it, and none of us caught it, turned it in, and when the book came out, we went, oh, crap. Oh. And we realized what had happened. Well... For the first six months, we just lived with it, and we said, January 1, we're going to upgrade everything. Okay. Making us look like heroes and giving more back to the reader. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because yeah. it didn't cost us any more for the paper because they had to take the sheet anyway to trim it. To trim it. To make the book. Sure. We were walking away from, you know, yeah. that much paper that, much that paper. was going in the trash can. Yeah, yeah. So they said, well, you can have that back for nothing. It'll cost a few extra dollars because the poly bag is a little larger and that sort right, of thing. Right. But it was nothing. So yeah. we said, okay, we'll do that. Well, we got all excited because now we got the book that we wanted from sure. the beginning. Yeah. And, and, of course, Nick will take credit for all of that. You know, he just <laughs> says, he pointed all that well, out. Well, I mean, let us. me just point out that I came on later. Uh -huh. I let them go through all this BS and, and handle all, <laughs> all, the, the, drama. all the drama. And yeah. then I just came right in and everything was running smooth. <laughs> We'd like to introduce you to a new sponsor of ours. This is InTheGarageMedia.com. Some friends of ours that were in the print magazine business before and now started their own books. We've got All Chevy Performance, Classic Truck Performance, and Modern Rotting. Yeah, these are awesome books. They've got uh, lots of uh, educational and entertainment things in them. And they're even good enough quality to include Steve Strope quality maybe, vehicles. Maybe. Uh, he's we'll working see if up I'm allowed it. in there. Right. I don't know. So in the garage media, InTheGarageMedia.com. Check them out. Check them out. Get your subscription, sit and read it. And with ARP, it's not just a lot of intake manifolds, uh, studs for heads, right. but they also have a humongous selection of American and metric that we use all throughout the car, even large bolts that we use on the suspension components because you want that same strength, that same durability and reliability Plus the beautiful looks. And the stuff outside the catalog. Right. They have a special order program where if you're if you're a builder and you need some special stuff made, they can do that for you. So it's an amazing, amazing company to work with. So check them out at arp-bolts.com or check out their catalog. You'll find everything you're looking for.
Oh, you, I wasn't lying to you. Right. I said this is smooth. Yeah. Maybe yeah. not for them, but for me. Oh, and, I mean, I, and I think it's important to, to note, too, because I went back to Crossroads Press when we were being yeah. published back then, back in the Midwest, and, and got a chance to, 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 to look at the plant. Yeah. And they bring in paper oh, in, as big on, as this rolls building. in yeah. the size of this room, and they weigh... Yeah tons hundreds yep. of probably dozens of tons yeah. and it was like you know it was like my eyes were this big and they're yep. like because we we noticed we pulled in there's a railroad spur yep what's that for oh well that's what we need to bring the paper in yeah and papers uh, and if you have a collection of magazines you know that paper is very heavy <laughs> so oh man you know i i don't want to know how many hundreds and hundreds of pounds of stuff that i shipped back to iowa and i moved back there just recently it was all my magazine collections oh, you know and, yeah. and you need your head examined i mean yeah. All of us. Yeah. Why are you doing this? Shaping you know, this and I'm picking paper. these boxes up and thinking, oh, oh but I save my Chevy <laughs> highs. <laughs> yeah. You know, I save my Chevy highs, my car craft, and my and yeah. my hot rod. The rest of it, oh, you yeah. Know, yeah. No, I'm not going to bring those. But yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it it was all of those kinds of things, and then dealing with the post office. Now, mind you, we did this when the country was just embarking on this whole COVID thing. Yes, and so yes. on top of everything else, on top of everything else, so. We had companies that were shutting down. They weren't doing business. Um, our paper, as and, and many people may not realize this, but most of the paper that's used in printing all of the magazines comes from Canada. Now, you know, Canada had shut their borders down. Yeah. And so yeah. now that was a problem. Ooh. And then they get to the printer. The printer, all of a sudden, COVID went through there like Sherman through the South. And, yeah. the, and they had all kinds of employees out of work. Out of work. And they couldn't get them back. And instead of running 24-7... They were lucky to get two shifts together. Wow. Now, that doesn't sound like a big deal until you realize you're taking three shifts worth of work, trying and to put it in two. Two, yes. That's 33% oh, you know, more work. Yeah, and then the yeah. post office went absolutely upside down mm. come November, December. And, sure. and many of you may remember that. I mean, it would take you two weeks to get a letter. Yeah, you know? yeah. And, and packages was, a, yeah. well, that was just a wing and a prayer. Right, right. So, uh, and and. Postage is a big issue. Postage right? has gone up four times in the last year, and I don't mean wow. by a penny or two. I'm talking about 25, 30% at a whack. Yikes. And yeah, it, it's really gotten heavy, and paper has done the same thing. Yeah. And, what's, and the funny thing is, people go, well, it can't be that bad. And I said, no, what you don't realize, it's the box that these magazines have to go in. Yeah. Amazon, because their business went ballistic during COVID, during COVID, has consumed every box in the known free world. Really? So the paper companies were being pressured to produce more boxes, and this work was getting squeezed and squeezed and squeezed, and deliveries that were available were going to the boxes, not to the magazine. And then I didn't have a box to put a magazine in the ship, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, and so it was crazy, just you got to be kidding me. Yeah. It was stuff that never should have ever happened, but right. it did. Just yeah. because of, yeah, it's all the stack it's, up it's of all like, the things yeah, that are we, happening. We've yeah. all seen, you know, what's happening off the coast here with all of the freighters yes. that are stacked yes. up. Yes, which yeah. is the fault of the state. Even <laughs> well, though they're not going to admit that. They're no. not going to tell you <laughs> no. that that's what their problem was, but yeah. that's exactly what happened. Yeah. So, yeah, so despite all of this... Yeah. You guys have produced, I mean, fantastic magazines, you know. Well, we're having fun. And, and, it's, and, it, and it looks really, really good, yeah. you know. And, and that's the big thing because it's kind of like, yeah, like you said, like uh, the return of albums, right? Yeah. Like we're not yeah. really dead. No. Print is not yeah. dead. No, uh, although some people will claim that, it. and I've seen people claim print is dead, and yes. uh, I'm just and sitting here yeah. waving, going, uh, hello, we're over <laughs> here, <laughs> and uh, we're not dead. And, uh, yeah. you know, we've been doing this for a year and a half, two years almost, yeah. and, um, well, a year for this magazine and 
every day, every week, we're getting new subscribers. Excellent. And on top of that, as you know, being in a magazine editor, the only emails you get are negative. <laughs> rarely do people yeah. tell you how good you're doing. You, yeah. you rarely guys, do you, you get the pat on the back. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Um, we're getting emails that say, hey, thank you for bringing this back. Ah. And, and it wasn't. It was real easy because, I mean, the magazine's called All Chevy Performance. The magazine I was on before was called Chevy High Performance. So mm -hmm. there's not much deviation on right. what I do. I mean, <laughs> I, I use... Pretty seamless, right? It was seamless. Yeah. And when, when I called you and I said, hey, I'm, I'm coming back and uh, we're getting the band back together, as it were. And uh -huh. all the freelancers that I used to use before that um, with the other magazine all came on board. You, mm -hmm. um, Wes Allison, all the guys that we used that I thought were the best guys in the industry uh -huh. were, and I'm thankful for, thank you. Thank no, you for God, you guys for coming back. Me. And it was, it's, like I said, it was seamless. And you know, the emails go back and forth with ideas and you and I email all the time. Hey, I got this idea. And it just makes it kind of fun to, to do this again. And yeah. it makes my job easy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, and like I said, I tend to skip out on all the dramatic stuff that Brian <laughs> talked about because that's just how I roll. No, but that's just because he's a pain in the butt. That's why he won't do anything. So. No, no. And, and now I think Nick will 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 back me up on this. Back in the magazine days when things were going, you would run around get your stories and you do this, you do that. In the COVID area, when he and I started, mm -hmm. everything was shut down. It yeah. was much more difficult to get things. I will say this. Thank the good Lord for the electronic equipment we have because yes. how we've been able how to gather photos and information. That would have been yes. in the old way. Oh, yes. that's, that, yeah. yeah. Imagine relying on, 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 uh, on people to process film. Oh, <laughs> no, 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 yeah, it, yeah, it's, you know, it, 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 at the time it was a hassle, right? You know, when we were transitioning yeah. to digital and they were really tiny little cameras, yeah. cool pics, remember the yes. old cool pics? Oh. And, and they weren't, and, and, and the, the big deal when we first started doing digital was you can't run a complete full photograph in color on a right. cool pics camera. And we, we did it for like months until we, yeah. we just didn't tell the company we'd done that. And, um, things like that. So, uh, well, and, but now looking back at it, you know, in the old days of print when yeah. you, I mean, we should maybe talk about that for a minute well, because... Wait, let me give you this quick story. Okay, okay. Because remember, I'm old. Yes. Cool. When it comes into <laughs> yeah, the Yeah, we got to hurry. If I don't get it, it's it. gone, baby. <laughs> um, it was back in September of 99 okay. when the first digital cameras came out. Okay. And it was a little Minolta. Okay. And we shot a photo and... And remember, 900 kilobytes was a big deal. Yes. All right? Yeah. Now, to give you some point of reference, Nick, help me out on this, but a car feature can be anywhere from 24 to 150 megabytes now. Depending on the, the camera and the photographer, yep. how they shoot it. Yep. Um, there's some guys that send 80 meg yep. 80 files meg for files. one image. One wow. photo. Yeah. Now, we're wow. talking 700, 800 kilobytes. Right, okay? right. Like, which is one-tenth. Okay. Yeah. So we're getting this, and we actually did it in September of 98 in Street Rotter Magazine and didn't tell anyone. We went to the art director, and he says, where are the photos? And we said, they're right here. And he looked at them digitally, and he had no idea what to do. And I said, think of it this way. Normally, you would scan this. You'd put it through your Lucy graph, whatever. You'd scale right. it. You'd put it on the layout, and you'd then turn it over to the production department. Yeah, yeah. We're skipping all that. Yeah, we skip all that. Take we're this. Like, Take this digital image and go right to film with it. Yeah. This will never look. I said, let's just try it. Yeah. I'll take the heat. Yeah. 
to this day, people don't know. We did. <laughs> they cannot tell me what story and, it is and the issue and, came out. And just the company fine. realized very quickly, look yes. at how much money we're saving, yeah. right? Because yep. we don't have to do all these interim steps now, you know? Yep. So, and uh, we never saw any of that money. It's like, well, no. okay, so give no. us that money on the editorial budget. You just saved it on the production side. Oh, no, we can't do that. Do you want to you know. know what the money savings was? Oh, I, I have no idea. Well, I can tell you. Yeah. Because I was on the camera, digital camera changeover crew, you know? Okay. And we went to Nikon, we went to Canon, because right. remember, the companies bought us all yeah, this equipment. they did. They did. Well, Doesn't because, matter? and I, again, we'll bring Marlon Davis up. We yeah. just lost him here recently. Yes. But I remember having a conversation with Marlon. Marlon says, well, I'm going I'm to go buy a camera. I said, don't do that. Yep. He goes, why? And I said, I said, well, no, I, I've already figured out what I want. I, that's, yep. you know, and, and I said, no, 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 please, Marlon, don't do Save that. Put money. this off for a while. He goes, why? I said, because we're leveraging the company. Because right now, they, th because in the past, they expected us to buy all the film camera stuff. Right. And that was okay. But so you're making, you're, the company's saving all this money. Mm -hmm. Marlon, don't do this. And I said, because if you buy in and you start generating this little stuff, then, then, that makes it tough for the rest of us to hold out. Mm -hmm. But if, if you're with us, then it's, yep. you know, this will work. And, and they, they worked on us for three or four months, you know, leveraging us yeah. really hard. And, we've, and then they finally caved in, which was good. So, yeah. It was, are you ready for this? On average, for, the, for the, what we'll call the big books, let's say it was Hot Rod or Car Craft or mm -hmm. Street Rodder or the Trucking Magazines or the Chevy books. Yeah. Half million dollars per book. Per book. Her book wow. was the savings, and Woo. they did all the money figuring out, okay, this is what film costs, this is what processing costs, sure. this is what prints cost. Yeah. That doesn't even begin to deal with, now, where do you store all this stuff? Exactly. exactly. Now, that brought on a whole other problem. That's all, exactly. <laughs> storing which storing we, digital photos is another we, world. Oh, that was a yeah. mess there for oh, a very long time. Yeah. Was, I remember we had like four or five different situations. Yeah, everybody was using different storage <laughs> devices oh, and stuff. Yeah. And each so, person thought theirs was the best. Hey, Nick, right, Nick, right, Nick, Nick, right. let me ask Nick. Do you still have old remote hard drives where you save the photo with software that no longer exists? <laughs> Yep. And it's yep. gone. Yeah, yeah. It's there's there's some stuff that got. It was a little clumsy at first. Yeah. Yes, you know, it was. But, it uh, was kind of kind of like what fuel injection systems were. Yeah. I, I have yes. to admit that on one of my cars, I still have a Gen Five XL ex fuel injection system, <laughs> wow. which is li literally like late '80s technology, yeah. and it's like I can't believe, <laughs> and it works, but I can't tune it for the same thing because I can't. Yeah. There's no software yeah. that right. will work with a current computer saw, and it's time to upgrade anyway. Obviously, but it, but uh, yeah, along those same lines. No, it's I mean, crazy. after five years, everything is antiquated because things are moving oh, so yeah. fast. Yeah. 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 No, it, it, it's been fun. And uh, uh, nowadays, well, you remember, and, and Nick was the king of the cameras. I mean, Nick always had the latest trickest either Canon or Nikon and had the latest trickest lens that was uh -huh. usually two to two and a half feet long. <laughs> and, and you'd see him. He would walk around a show. And he'd have these cameras on him, and there'd be a long lens on one camera and a shorty on the other so he could get whatever he'd want. Right. And we'd, we would take overs and unders on how many steps he would take before he'd trip over the long lens camera <laughs> you know, they'd had hanging from Well, him. when you're 5'6", <laughs> and your lens is 5'7", <laughs> yeah. it tends to be an issue. No, it, it was And those rascals are heavy. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of glass oh, yeah. in those things. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But look I at this. quickly learned not to hang the long telephoto right. off your camera strap because right. after a while, it's like digging holes in your, yep. in your, in your shoulders. This is it. Walking around this with is show. what we do now. 
Yeah. We walk around with iPhones. Isn't that amazing? I feel guilty about that. I yeah. feel guilty about yeah. that. It's like, I, you know, I'll do it, but I don't feel right about it. Only just because for decades we've yeah. been using essentially film-type cameras, yeah. large, clunky, 35-millimeter-style yeah. cameras. Yep. And to now sh- just grab your hey, phone and go you, click. I and come from the 120. <laughs> oh, yeah. Know, the oh, twin yeah. lens well, sure. when, when, uh, the big stuff, when, the when I was in, When I was in know? college, my first photography class was yeah. a two-and-a-quarter yep. uh, twin reflex camera yeah. where if you want to do... Did you ever mess with those? Yeah. So oh, you yeah. ever tried to do a pan blur? Oh, opposite way. <laughs> a, a, pan, <laughs> a pan blur with a twin, twin. I mean, this is this is really esoteric stuff here. Yeah. But but there's no there's a mirror, but it's backwards. So yeah. everything in your viewfinder, which you're looking down on, and one lens is for the film. Yep. The other lens is what you're seeing. The top lens is yep. one that you're seeing through the viewfinder, which you're looking straight down on. And one of the things one of our class assignments was to do a pan blur. You know, well so. The car is going this way, but in the camera, it's going that way. <laughs> so and which way do you go? Really disconcerting, <laughs> yeah. you know. So, yeah. but and yeah. that was one of the things you had to do, and it had to be sharp, you yeah. know. And and that's how I learned to do pan blurs with a two and a quarter yeah. uh, twin reflex camera, right? So, uh, and then go go into the film lab and, and process let your th- own. Let film. me throw some old names out at you. Eric Rickman and Pat Brolier. E. e. Rickman and Pat Brolier. Yep. Yes. They, yes. They were my heroes reading the early issues of Hot Rod and whatnot. Yep. yep. And then when I got to in the business and I would see that at events and I go, how did you guys do this? You know, and, I, and I'd show pictures and Rickman would go, oh, well, I did, yeah. And he'd turn around and go, what? You know, <laughs> and, then, and then we'd go back over and Pat yeah. Brolier. I mean, I just adored that guy, and yes. and he was he did a lot of off road racing photography, and he would get those great blur shots. Pan blurs, yeah, yep. And yep. and when you'd see his negatives, the the vehicle was always in the center of the frame. You go, yeah. frick, I'm lucky if I get half the vehicle on the right. frame. You know, right. so, yeah. There's there's yeah. a skill to it, most definitely. Yeah. The action photographers, especially. Yeah. You know, later on, like like uh, you know, just all those guys were just really really good, and they made us look good. Yep. Right. They made the magazines look fantastic. So. Yeah, but I got it. I have to ask Nick. I said, Nick, do you think that the, the the iPhone or any of those smartphone cameras, you think we'll get away with that? You think they're doing good? Yeah, I mean, we can use those for tech stories and for show coverage, no problem. Yeah. I wouldn't shoot a car feature with yeah. it just no. yet, but uh, tech-wise, is amazing. But likely, in the future, it, the, 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 you oh, know, yeah. it will get better and better to the point where you probably yeah. could. It, yeah. You probably could. I mean, I'm not going to, you know... For, Initially, I would tell you you're crazy. Yeah. But yeah. in five years, you're going to go back and go, dude, I have it on film that you said, <laughs> I have it on tape. You said I was crazy and this would never happen. And now it's happening. So yeah. I won't say no. Yeah, exactly. I'll never say never. Because it probably will. Because yeah. it's yeah. just that it, it's just moving in that direction. It is. Because so, the, the lenses and stuff, that's yeah. really the key. It's, it's yeah, not the, so much the digital side, it's the lenses. That it's the lens it. and it's the megapixel and all that stuff. When you want to put a, a, a car on the cover or a two page spread, you got to mm-hmm. have a lot of information. You've got to have a lot of detail. Yeah. Right, exactly. Because yeah. what will happen is, for those of you who have tried it, if you try and blow a photo up that's fairly small, it just gets grainy and nasty yeah. and fuzzy, and it's just not going to work. So yeah. Pixelated. Those are the things. It pixelated. Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. So that's the kind of stuff that uh, we deal with on a daily basis, you know. Yep. And, and after a while, I had somebody ask me the other day, I said, uh, so with all this digital stuff now, are you a better photographer? I said, oh, no, I'm far worse. No. Because I, I'm, I, I shoot in chimp mode, which we used to call it, which was automatic, baby. Uh, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> autofocus. Auto exposure, yeah. auto this, auto that, yeah. and I said, no, I'm, uh, I've, I've forgotten things. God, God forbid, if I'd have to calculate, put an old Vivitar type flash where you had to calculate <laughs> yeah, the, distances yeah. the distance and what was going to be, so you get your proper. I mean, you literally have to sit down and do math. 
yeah. to figure well, out whether this was going to actually work for you on a night shot, you know, where you're on the starting line. Do I have enough flash for this? Well, I have to sit down well, and do the math. I remember, guys, when I first started doing uh, drag race photography, you'd see all these guys on the starting line and all at the same time when the top fuel cars would fire up, yeah. like 10 guys would put their light meters up like this at the same <laughs> yeah, time. Right. Look at their light meter. Just, it was, and it was hilarious. Yep, what yep. is that supposed to do? Uh, well, yeah, okay, yeah. a light meter is... Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Needless to say, we don't use a light meter yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah. But I but still... You, now, okay, so here's the question. Do you still Did you save your, your uh, print film uh, cameras? I did, and here's yeah. the really wild thing. Um, I have film that's probably 20 years old that I put in my refrigerator, and my 21-year-old son took photography in school, uh -huh. and now he's using that he's film. He's using that film? Because film is coming back, like the album, like <laughs> the magazines. <laughs> film is coming back, yeah. and it's crazy because you know Brian John at the, the Photoshop sure. says they do more print uh, uh, Develop, I'm film developing right now really? than they have in years, really? and there's a backup. Yeah. And so my son, son so shoots a film. Resurgence of the film. All of, these guys, they're print. realizing that they like the saturation and the look of film. Yes. yes. That digital can can lack. Yeah. I don't I don't see it. My, my eyes are too old. I can't tell the difference. Right. But it's, right. It's, it's the you're cool a, thing is you're not an artist. Probably Nick. some you're of not that an is artist. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, but I'm sure there are images. It's kind of like the difference between analog albums yes. and a digital album yeah. it's always fun to do that if, you ever, if you've never done that do that sometime play the same song digitally and then on an album and you can hear it you can, you tell. can hear the difference it's richer yep. and the, smoother the, yeah yeah even the little pops that are in there are kind of nostalgic yes you know the little needle <laughs> pop with gotcha. scratching the record it's oh. kind of cool <laughs> you know, what's really fun is nowadays uh, so much of the historical film the pictures have been digitized you know, yes. they're now on a digital and they're in right. a bank somewhere and you download them and i sit there and i'll look at a, a photo of the grand national roadster show where we are from yeah. the 60s yeah and i'll look at the car that won ambr in 63 i'm looking at a digital photo of a print of a print, print that right. was shot so with a second camera. generation oh, it, yes but i'm yes. going it's just crazy you know mm -hmm. and, and i love it yeah. it's great yeah. it's great stuff so, so shifting gears just a little bit, do you see any, any new trends in the street rotting uh, part of things that, that might be fun to talk about? Well, the, I, think, uh, I think when you say trends, I think you have to step, step back and realize that street rotting is no longer just pre-48 cars. Right, right. Okay? It now goes up into the 50s, 60s, 70s, and we're even starting to take a little bit of a look at some of the 80s cars. Okay. We're, and, and Nick will address it his way, but... He's got a much larger palette to work with. Sure. He's got so much more going on because it, he's got a larger year, uh, you know, band Span. to take. Yeah. yeah. But what we're seeing is, um, first off, the first thing we're seeing is the quality of work that's being done is on another level. Yeah. I mean, absolutely another level. It's astonishing. What happened was, is there were all, in the early days, there were all these handcrafted cars and guys made things and they whittled things with tools and, and some what we would call arcane machinery and, and that sort of thing. Then the CNC sh uh, machine came on Showed site. Yep. And then everyone just bought aluminum mm -hmm. and cranked out all kinds of pieces. All kinds of billet pieces. Yeah, right. and there was, there was a rough edge to it. it. It was fascinating. It was fun at the time. Now what I'm seeing is guys are taking this same 
method. They're using CNC machines. But now the parts that are coming out of it, they have they have a softness to them. They have a beauty to them. They, they look like something you... Almost you like jewel-like. Yes, you work yeah. with your hands. Yeah. And so that's the jump that I'm seeing. Okay. We are now taking the best of the old world craftsmen, and these they're just younger guys now. Mm-hmm. And they're these craftsmen, but they've got all these amazing tools to work with. Yeah. And now their imagination just goes off the deep end. Sure. Because they can do anything. Yeah, yeah. And that's what we're seeing out right. here. You're only limited by your imagination. Right. Now, yeah. now as, as far as... As far as style of cars, well, I think the traditional look has come back. That probably started a good 10 or 15 years ago. Okay. Um, that is coming back. But when you see a traditional car done today, you realize it's head and shoulders above what was done 50 years ago or yeah. 60 or yeah. only 30 years ago. Yeah. Uh, and that's because of the equipment the guys have to work with mm-hmm. now. So we're seeing that. Um, Believe it or not, paint products have gotten so much better that now when we look at paint, we're going, man, I don't ever remember it being this deep, this smooth, this almost uh, liquid. They're just really stunning. So I'd say paint has made huge advancements. Um, The ability to use the tools, that's make big advancements. So the style of the cars, everything goes around, comes around. Right. So we're seeing right. we're seeing old styles come back, but we're seeing them done in the modern era. Yeah, yeah. You look at a Tri Five Chevy that's done now, mm-hmm. and it's stunning. And you look at a Tri Five Chevy that might have been done thirty years ago, and it's really nice, but it almost looks crude. Yeah, compared yeah. to what you see now. Yep. But yet it's the same look. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yeah. yeah. But it's just it's just smoother. It just right. looks better. Yeah. And and that's a function of imagination. Uh, modern tools, uh, modern materials, and execution. Oh, and execution. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so that's what I see happening. And okay. um, you know, today is the Grand National Roadster Show, but just now at Barrett Jackson, mm-hmm. the big auction that's right. going on in Scottsdale. Yep. They just awarded the the Barrett Jackson Cup this morning, and there were five car- cars that made the finalists and whatnot. Ah. The car that won the Barrett Jackson Cup was the 2019 AMBR car winner here. Really? Which was the old 1936 Ford Roadster, now belongs to Bob Johnson, mm-hmm. belonged to George Poteet then, okay. and Eric Pratt, Pinky's Rod Shop, built it. Uh-huh. You go, yeah, but that's an old 36 Ford. I, I'm not into that. Um, because it was going up against, you know, some later model Galaxies, some Pontiacs, and, you know, some Camaros, mm-hmm. you know, other style cars, more modern cars. But when you look at that, you realize, wait a minute, that's not a 1936 Ford. There's some incredible imagination and and work. It's it's a 36 Ford in name only. In name only, yeah. And so that's going on. And like I said, the car that won here two years ago won that award down there. Mm -hmm. So we're seeing that. Um, I think it's good. I love 55 Chevys. I love 65 Chevys. Mm -hmm. I love 32 Fords. And I, and I like seeing the cars coming together at events. I like seeing guys who like 55 Chevys or 32 Fords, two different guys. They're talking to each other about mm-hmm. their cars. Sure. Because I can tell you right now, that guy with the 32 Fords looking at the 55 going, I yep. bet I could use that. Yep, yep, exactly. And the guy with the 55s doing, yeah. I love that. The coming together of the styles is yep. absolutely what the hobby needs. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And this is the 90th anniversary for the 32 Fords, you know. Yes, and, it and is. And they're celebrating that, yep. that here at the show. So that's yep. very, very cool. Yeah. 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 In fact, they got a couple of hundred cars right out here right now that are yeah. 32 Ford yeah. Roadsters. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Go ahead. So anyway, so on the on the Chevy side, do do you see something? I mean, I I I had I I 
asked someone else this question. I'll ask you this question. Do you see a resurgence in Pro Street? Um, that, that's a great key. The, the resurgence is a great keyword there mm -hmm. because we're seeing a resurgence in Pro Street, although it's a little bit different than it was before where the cars are actually drivable yeah. because yes. of the technology. Right. Um, I'm seeing a lot of day two restorations coming out right now. Mm -hmm. um, I'm seeing a lot of gassers coming yeah. out right now, yeah. too. Yeah. And um, Pro Touring is still big. Yes. All that stuff is still yeah. big. But it's neat to see guys. Um, and we talked to somebody else earlier, and they said they're selling a lot of small block parts. Yeah, so still. a lot of guys are building small and carburetors. Going, going, going back yeah. to carburetors and, 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 so and small block Chevys. There's that word resurgence, so and it, we're it's, seeing it's, that. It's that kind of almost like a backlash to the yeah, LS kind of thing, right? Yeah. Everybody jumped on a certain thing, yeah. and so then it became saturated. And then it's like, well, I want to do something a little bit different. Well, that little bit different is a gasser, is a yeah. day two resto. Yeah. And they're done really nice. And if you look at the wheels, high-end wheel companies are building Steely-style wheels in 18 and 19, yes. but yes. they've added a lip to it so it looks like a 15. So yep. it doesn't look yep. I, as big it, as it, it is. In fact, my high school car that I'm, I'm currently put back together that Santini just finished yeah. for me and it got it painted and I shipped it back to Iowa and I got to start working on it here pretty quick because my high school reunion is coming up oh, in, yeah. in, in about six months. Your 20-year um, reunion, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 20 plus 30 more. <laughs> and... Uh, so, uh, and, and Scott Sullivan and I were talking about wheel packages, you know, and I said, you know, I saw this illustration that somebody else did on Facebook. It was a 67 Chevelle slammed on the ground with Steely's and dog dish hubcaps. Yeah. And, and I said, it wasn't perspective wise. It wasn't a 15 inch wheel. It was mm. clearly probably closer to a 17 or an 18. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and he was like, oh yeah, yeah, you can do that. And, and it's like how, how we've gone full circle. Because yep. when I bought that car in 1971, it had stock 14-inch steel wheels and dog dish hubcaps. And I thought, this is really cool. Why do I like this now where I hated it before? It's because nobody does it right. anymore. And yeah. so that's, that's come full circle. And it turned out that a 67 hubcap I actually like a little better than the 66. It was kind of funny. So, so yeah, so there's that. There's, uh, and, and that kind of feeds into the whole concept of the fact that uh, the cars that we thought were just dumb as rocks right. back when we were in high school are now cool. Yep. And why is that? Well, it's because the oversaturation of, you know, me doing Chevelle stories for a million years, but, but that, you know, everybody's done that. It's like the guy that says, I want to build, you know, so he builds this great 69 Camaro, red 69 Camaro. And it's like, and so you ask the question, why'd you do that? Well, I wanted something different. Uh, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Never seen one of those. Never <laughs> seen one of those before. Our red 32 Ford. Yeah. You know, there you so, go. But at the same time, it's like, okay, yeah. so now all of a sudden the, you know, mm -hmm. wagons and El Caminos and, yep. and just, and, or, or people building fandom cars all together, you know. And it's, you know, it's always been, you know, wheels, tires, and stance, you know, wheels and stance, and it yeah. still is. And, yes. and you're seeing a lot of cars come out with just still a wicked stance. I mean, they're getting lower and lower, but they're still drivable. And um, like I said, we're seeing those steely look wheels coming back. And like you said, you know, yeah, yeah. you look back at an old old picture with a, a, a simple car, like that's a day two resto, and you go, yeah. that is so cool. Yeah. So one of the things I like to do is always assemble an engine with ARP bolts. And it's not just because they're sponsors, but because it really does work. Um, and and the stuff is fantastic. I never have to worry about it. Steve, you build building cars too. Yeah, right? uh, actually, it's part of my baseline design plan when I'm building a car that's going to be shown or featured in a magazine it's part of the plan right. to have that little bit of diamonds all over the engine bay or in the suspension yeah. 
Yeah, the stuff is beautiful. I remember uh, a long time ago I built the uh, first time I ever touched it, 69Z28. All of the uh, water jacket holes had stripped out, yeah. and I learned about ARP studs. So check them out at ARP-bolts.com or check out their catalog. You'll find everything you're looking for. Yeah. You know, yeah. just, you know... A, a, a tack on the on the steering column. Oh, yeah, you know? <laughs> a knee knocker. Yeah. We knee call knocker, those knee knockers. Yeah. Sixty-six Chevelles, exactly. Right. On the left My car side. had one. Yeah. My well, yeah. it didn't. When I bought it, I was a second owner. When I bought it, it was already gone. But the hole was in the dashboard. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. Great stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. So what's new? So what? What are you working on right now? That's kind of fun that we can talk about. Um, you know, it's. It's all a blur. Like when people talk about, like, what are you working on right now? Like, yeah. they're like, what issue are you on right now? You know right. this. Exactly. Well, I'm, the, I, I'm three months ahead. Yeah. The yeah. latest issue. Yeah. yeah. When's a new issue coming out? I go, <laughs> yeah. okay, what new issue we, are you talking we, about? Which because one are we talking I'm, about? I'm starting to work on the May issue, and uh -huh. we're here in January. We're in so, January. Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, I still, you know, I have a 71 Camaro that I've had for a long time, mm -hmm. and uh, I drive it at least at least twice a month you know Good. on a cruise or Good. whatever you know just to, to keep it going and you know i love driving that thing and although as i get older i'm trying to uh, unstiffen the suspension a little bit because <laughs> you know as you know we always had our you and i we had our cars autocross on autocross and we yeah. would just go nuts and, yeah. and get it as stiff as we could now when right. i drive down the freeway and i'm going like <laughs> this and i go like oh, loosen up the suspension you know have you put a bigger <laughs> gas tank in it <laughs> well, Yes, it wasn't Nick. the gas tank; it was the neck. <laughs> Funny story. Okay, we we're at what was SEMA? SEMA. Yeah, SEMA years ago. Brian and I drive my Camaro to SEMA. Uh -huh. LS Fest. LS Fest. Coming LS back Fest. from the LS yeah, Fest. Yeah, sorry, okay. the Holly one. LS Fest. First one. And um, we make it out there fine. You know, everybody's. We, there was a bunch of us, fifteen of us, driving yeah. muscle cars out there, and we stop every so often and get gas. And so, um, had a great weekend. We're driving home, and and you don't want to drive with this guy anyway in your passenger seat. <laughs> So you don't want to make Come a mistake, on. right? You, you're, everything has to go smooth or, or granddad over there gets a little sketchy. So we're coming home and we're flying down and um, the car starts hesitating. And I'm like, I can't be out of gas. And so uh, sure enough, I'm out of gas and we're it going like 75. Yeah. And we're cruising down and I see a shell station right there uh -huh. and it's uphill mm -hmm. to the, the off ramp. Uh -huh. And so I put the clutch in. And the car's dead. It's all. Yeah, it's all it's just really window, quiet. It's window, really window, nice. It's really nice. Yeah. <laughs> the air's just blowing in. You know, and uh, Brian's like, you better make it to that stop sign because I am not pushing this car. <laughs> I'm not pushing I'm this not car. Pushing. So no freaking way are we going It's got a stop uphill. sign. And it's, when, you, when you're coming home from Vegas, those side streets, there's rarely any traffic, right? Right, right. right. So I see that I, I got steering. Right. Power steering, no. Right, right. But <laughs> you're still moving. I'm which still moving, which gives me. Yeah. So I look over real quick and I yank it. And I pull up, and, and now it's downhill to the Shell station, and almost every bay is taken, except oh, no. one. <laughs> <laughs> and I pull in, and I pull right where I need to be. I look right where I need to be, and I stop, and I go, look at Brian. I go, yeah. You didn't have to push. No sweat. And he goes, you're lucky I didn't have to push. <laughs> yeah, but what, what, what Fuzznuts isn't telling you, we're in, there's, there's three lanes going up the Baker grade, and we're in the middle lane. But uh -huh. he needs to be in the inside lane. Yes, okay? on the right side lane, yeah. And, he, and so he starts crying. I'm rolling down the window, and I'm sticking my hands in my head out, telling the guy next to us, we're coming over. <laughs> we're coming over. I'm and all he's looking, but we don't have a and choice. And he makes this. 
you know how long an off-ramp is. Yeah. No, we used it all. We don't make the off-ramp until the white line is like seven feet apart, you know, and we're just cutting across. I just looked at her and go, well, we made it, didn't we? And he goes, he is correct. Yeah. We did, yeah. and we pulled up to that pump, and he looked at me, and I looked at him, and I went, you're the freaking luckiest yeah. guy. I so know. then he makes me get gas like every 20 miles. Like, yes. Gas station coming, gas, gas station. station. I go, oh, no, we're good. But what happened was when the gas tank got made, they put the neck in too far. Oh. So it didn't. So it would bubble back it, it up. Bu- yeah. And so shut the it off. neck's far down. So I'm only getting half half a tank. Oh. I'm thinking it's full, and I keep just sure. you know keep refilling. So sure. it was funny. So I sent it back to the company, and I go, "Yeah, we, we made a mistake on that one." So they, they just <laughs> pulled the neck farther. And now it holds the right amount yeah. of gas. But it was yep. we were clueless yeah. as to why. You know, this is an LS engine that's supposed to get twenty some miles of the gallon. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm calculating, going. This doesn't make sense. <laughs> Something's but, not right. Yeah, yeah. Like from Baker, I think he made me get gas like 16 times. <laughs> yes, but we didn't run out. We didn't run out. Yeah. One stop, yeah. right? One yeah. stop. Maybe. Oh, I forgot about that. That That's was a good great. one. Yeah. I had a similar issue, uh, almost exact same off-ramp kind of deal. Carol Shelby, had he, he, he'd built some continuation cars, Cobras, right? And calls me up on the editor of Hot Rod, and he goes, do you want to drive it? It's like, well, yeah. So they deliver the car to my house, right? So it's a Friday afternoon. It's spectacular. It's in the you know high 70s, beautiful blue skies. So I told my wife, I said, you want to go for a ride? And she'd already been dressed up. We were going to do something later that evening. And she was already dressed. She had a skirt on. And I said, I want to put some jeans on. She goes, no, nope, I'm, I'm not changing my clothes again. I said, well, okay, just be careful. You know, you're you're going to uh, get that burn on burn, the inside leg of your, burn, uh, your leg right burn. leg yeah. as you step out. So just remember that. So don't forget. Okay, okay, because I'm going to warn you. So we jump in the thing, and we take off. We're going on the 118. We go out to Simi Valley, and all of a sudden, eh, boom, it just dies. Uh-oh. So I yank it over, same thing, but we don't make it to the top of the off-ramp because it's uphill. <laughs> we made it about halfway to stop. This is Carol Shelby's car. This is an all-aluminum 427, four-speed Cobra. This is a continuation car. It's got the number on the side, yeah. the whole bit, and I'm going, oh, my God, what am I going to do? And um, Just leave it. Yeah, yeah it'll be yeah, there. It'll be okay. <laughs> And uh, about, we're there maybe five minutes, and we're talking about what we're going to do. I tried to push it uphill. That wasn't happening. And uh, Hot Patrolman pulls up, gets out of the truck, and, and I'm thinking, oh, good. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't own this car. <laughs> yeah. I have no, no paperwork that says that it's okay for me to, to drive Carol Insurance Shelby's car. Hot Patrolman comes walking up and says, that's a real Cobra. And oh, I wow. said, I said, yes, it is. Can I show you something? I'm going to reach in my pocket and grab a business card. And he goes, okay. I pull out my business card, editor of Hot Rod Magazine. I said, not only is this a real Cobra, this Cobra belongs to Carol Shelby. He goes, we got to get this off the off-ramp awesome. right now. <laughs> I went, thank God. I have a, a true believer, right? Yeah. So I said, but we're, we're not going to push it with your car, are we? And he goes, no, 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 no. So I put my wife in the car. So she steps out. Oh. You know, yeah. I, I still to this day hear about that. There's oh. a mark on the inside of her right leg on her thigh. And it's, yeah. You, do, do, do. <laughs> and, um, you told her. So <laughs> I warned her. Uh, so uh, anyway, so he and I get behind. We push. and We get to the intersection. He jumps out real quick, stops traffic, and pulls his car out there, you know. And, and then we just push it downhill to the gas station. And then we just got to tone home from there. But, yeah, same kind of situation. And there was no drama. And what it turned out to be was one of the points had slipped on the dual point distributor, grounded out, shut the ignition off. So had I known that, you know, I yeah. could have probably fixed it with a screwdriver, but sure. I, you know, I was I just up. think you're lucky you didn't have Brian with you because you would have never <laughs> hey, heard the end of it. Wait a minute. <laughs> this is what I put up with this every, every day, right? Day, this is what goes <laughs> yeah. up. Okay. Can I tell you my Carol Shelby story? Okay. Because it's sure. along those lines. Yeah. 
Way back in the mid-70s, Ford came out with the Mustang II. Mm-hmm. Remember what a fiasco that, that was? That was, yeah. Okay. Ford has a big press day at Ontario Speedway, the, you know, when it was still here. And they had a track set up, a little, like, slalom thing set mm-hmm. up, and you went through, did a deal. And then the very end of it was you went into what simulated a garage, and you had to stop as close as you could to something. And then you got your time, and then that distance, and whoever, you know, okay. whoever wins, wins. So we go through it. Carol Shelby rides with me, and we go through it, and I set best time. Yeah. And so everybody, hey, Brennan, you got lucky and all this. (laughs) I'll remind you, I was only in my 20s. Okay. I was a lot younger. So we get it all done. Carol gets in the car, and he goes, let me try. So he gets in. I go, can I ride with you? And he goes, sure, jump in. So we're in. He takes off. He does his deal. Man, this is cool. But his time's not as fast. He goes, let's try one more. <laughs> let's I, try one more. I now went, it's uh, like the this, race car driver I, is coming out. And I yes, know yeah. where this is going to end. <laughs> I banged my head off that side glass so many times. I still, it's still soft, you know? And we get to the end, and he sets best time for the weekend, mm-hmm. you know, among everybody. Yeah. Sure, sure. Now, all of us idiots, you know, of course, he's much better than that. But they had a few notable Ford drivers that were out there, and they were setting some really nice times. But it was just fun to see that competitive juice in a guy who really knows what he's yeah. doing. Yep, yep. And it was just amazing. Yeah. It was just amazing. Yeah. So yeah. That's a fun story. So uh, that's the cool part about what we we did oh, or what we absolutely. do is with yeah. a chance to meet all these people and and uh, interact with them and 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 get to be friends with them yeah. and it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of speaking of fun, let me let me go my quick story. Okay. And sure. this isn't Carol Shelby. It's another Brian Brennan story <laughs> because I have so many of them. Jeez. So we're at El Toro. We're setting up an autocross oh, track okay. at El Toro. Okay. I know so what which, he's going to say. We have, to, we have to set this up. So yeah. El Toro is the old Marine, El Toro Air Marine Station, base, yep. and which my dad used to fly out of. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A4 is out of El Toro. So when they shut Just it down. So you know, when I was in the, you know. In the uh, Naval Air, okay, the PAO office, I worked out of there oh, as well really? when it was actually, actually a functioning yeah. base. Okay, MCS okay. El Toro. Okay, yes, so now right. that yes. we're done with the old guy talk. <laughs> so, hey, come on. You guys so, stay with me on this here, I'm Jeff. setting up an autocross course Freaking because kid. we do a lot of testing. Like you said, El, El Toro Marine Base, they started leasing it out to companies to because they have all this asphalt all this, yeah. and open space. Yeah. And so we set up an autocross course. Mm. And so I'm setting it up, and I this goes on for, yeah. for months, and I get this yeah cool autocross track going and we're marking it uh, putting the cone out spray painting and he's with me and and i go brian i think i got the autocross course finished and he goes well let's go for a ride and i have a 2002 camaro you remember the black camaro yeah, i had black betty it, yeah it had all kinds of suspension goodies on it you know sure. ls3 and it was just a fun car to drive global west car yeah it was yeah. it was badass and i had to sell it because i went too crazy with it with long tube headers and california's all no 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 anyway so i go brian get in i think i got it so we're going to the autocross course and brian's in the passenger seat again my co-pilot who you know gets pissy when we run out of gas <laughs> so we go through the course we're three quarters of the way through, and Brian is like this, and he's kind of turning a little yellow. <laughs> I'm not noticing because I'm focused on what You're I'm focused doing. Focused on driving, sure. And, Bri- and I get through the thing, and I look at the time that you know, we have timer set up. I'm yeah. like, whoa, we did a minute whatever. Yeah. And I, he gets out of the car. No, Nick, you got to stop right now. you got to stop. And yeah. I go, okay, I stop. He gets out. Throws up. <laughs> <laughs> Completely throws up. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And I'm and I. <laughs> I'm looking over and I'm in 
side, I'm laughing, but then I'm kind of feeling bad, yeah. but then kind of not. <laughs> and so this is my friend. He this is my friend. Throws up, gets back in the car, and I go, "Are you all right?" Yeah. He's all yes, like, I was all right. Let's go. Uh, yeah, let's okay go now. So, like a champ, he's all, "Let's do it again." Yeah, but it was just so funny but, because yeah. I've never seen tell anybody him what, <laughs> tell him what we ate before. I was gonna, this is like at the at the Mexican restaurant. Yes, or something? we got some crazy, you know, burrito Greasy upside old, yeah. down with bacon stuffed in the sides, and you know, and I'm, and I was fine. I don't. Yeah, he was fine. You're always fine when you're sitting when in the left. Right, when yeah. you've got your hands when you're on the left seat, you're, you're in fine. control. It's okay. Oh, yeah. that was hilarious. But he's right. We we really did have a good time. Nick had the course set up, and it was just fine. And we get it all done, and then you know we'd make some passes to check it out. Uh, we did that for a year or so. Yeah, yeah. we did that for yeah. quite yeah. a while. It was good. Yeah. It was really fun. Good. So one last story. So so <laughs> our relationship here of of of, of stuff. So. Good guys would have an editor's shootout yep. at mm-hmm. Del Mar every yep. year, and generally you would drive three cars yep. and then combine the times, whoever had best, best times. I think you beat me three times. I don't I think remember. You won but three I- times, and I finished second a couple of times and third once. And then, so the next year, it's, you know, it's like I, I heard to the grapevine, you weren't going to be there. And I'm thinking, I got a shot at this, right? So I'm driving my El Camino down there, right? I get not even a third of the way there, and it dies. Now, I won't go into what happened. It was a simple fix, but it dies, right? So I got a call, you know, AAA, and they drag me home. So I jump in my other car, and I'm zooming down there. I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to miss this whole thing because they did it at lunchtime. Mm -hmm. And my friends are all calling me, where are you? Where are you? Well, you know, I had problems. So anyway, long story short. I get there, I just roll in the parking lot, throw my money down, run as fast as I can because it's only about 12.30. So I roll up to the autocross course and and Mary... Mary, uh, Mary Posey. Mary, Mary Posey, Posey was Posey, there. Yeah. And she goes, she literally grabs me and goes, where have you been? <laughs> and, I went, and she goes, okay, here. Shoves me over to the fence and says, watch this thing because you got, you got, you're up in like three drivers. Okay, right? And she goes, there's where everybody's blowing it. There's a corner that's off camber. Don't blow that corner, and I, you'll be okay. And then shoves me <laughs> over to the car. So it was, an, it was a front-wheel drive focus, I think, that year. And then a, um, oh, 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 it was Detroit Speed's Mustang, which was really okay. high-strung. Yeah. And, and, um, and he would ride with me. Yeah. Um, and then the third car was uh, a Camaro that... Was it Brett? Brett Vocals? Vocals the the Air Right? The 68 Camaro. Yeah. Right Tech Camaro. Right Tech Camaro. And so, and its tongue was hanging out because (laughs) it was hot. And he's, I'm looking over there and and it's it's steaming and it's, you know, it's, there's stuff, smoke coming off the brakes and I'm like, oh no. So I thought I'll take the front wheel drive car first because that's how I learned to drive was in front wheel drive cars autocross. So jump in that thing. And then the second car was, was a Detroit speed car and he, he, tell you how to drive it. Yeah. Right? And I said, okay, no problem. Three bags full. So I run that car. So then I run over to Brett and Brett's going, I don't know if this thing's going to start. I mean, its tongue is, it's, it's rung up. It's bad. And I went, well, can we push it? You know, cause <laughs> I, I think it had a manual transit. I'm pretty sure it did. Yeah. And, uh, yep. and he goes, well, yeah, if we have to, I guess we can. And so my buddy, Tim Moore comes over and he'd been watching this whole thing and he, and he walks in and I'm, I'm buckling up and he sticks his head in the window and says, not to put any pressure on you, <laughs> but I've been watching the times. If you don't F this up, you can win this. I was like, 
dude, are you, you know, that's not what I needed to hear. And he goes, yep. He walks away. Right. So, I, okay. So they roll me up there and I make a pass and, and, uh, and I won it. And, All right. You know, I All won right. it. And it's the only time I ever won the, good, the good, editor's good. shootout. And it was because you weren't there. <laughs> You're you welcome. Know, I've got a lot of stories where when Nick doesn't show up, everyone's happier. <laughs> Everybody, a lot of good yeah. things happen but for other kinds people. of things. You know? <laughs> so, so we could do this for another hour. We really literally could. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, but uh, we're here at the L.A. I mean, at the, uh, the Roaster Show. Grand National Roaster Show. I almost said L.A. Roaster Show. I know. Uh, that's June. Uh, yeah, that's a long again. time ago. But uh, Roaster Show, we, we really want to help uh, the, recognize uh, – these guys for helping us out here. Give us a little cubby hole to shoot in of. It's really a fun deal. And uh, thank you, Nick. And thank you, Brian, for coming here. Jeff, thanks for having time. us. We really appreciate yes, it. We yeah, really it's do. been a lot of fun. And we want to thank ARP-Bolts.com. Our friends at ARP do a wonderful job of all that stuff. And uh, I know they're working real hard. They're telling me that, that the demand is huge, which just shows you how good their product is because they can't build them fast enough. No. But uh, that's okay. So they, they really don't need our help right now, <laughs> you know, from ever standpoint but we want to recognize them because they just make make our job a lot easier so uh thanks for coming along with this little ride we had a great time and uh thanks again to you Wait, guys for being w- here one more shout out for arp because okay. man they helped nick and i tremendously yeah. yes remember so, arp is sponsoring america's most beautiful award That's here right. and right. they sponsored the sloniker award yeah, the here Slonica award too. so we got to give them, those boys absolutely. kudos bob florina and, and rasky they are just our buddies they do a fantastic, fantastic job guys. yeah yeah so so thanks again for coming along with us and we'll see you next time